You're listening to evilsradio.com, the place to go if you want to know about the world of business and the business of the world. I am Nick von Stein. You can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or in our live stream where we have a daily selection of podcast article uploads as well as music you can listen to. We're also available on the streaming app Tulum Tulu. I have Gerhard Conradi, the MD for Evolve Networks, with me today. How are you? Very good in yourself, man. Um, well, it's nice to chat. We're going to be talking about VoIP software and a VoIP technology. But before we get onto that, talk to us a little bit about Evolve Networks um, and what marketplace you work in. Okay, certainly. Um, we were established in 2005, uh, mostly servicing small to medium businesses. That's any company up to about 500 computers. So um, part of that support involves either the computer, backup, security, firewalls, internet, um, and then slowly moved into more voice over IP and the telephony-based services. So, um, yeah, we, we give customers a, um advanced automated monitoring, fixed fee support, and then obviously these days with um, being fiber being rolled out more and more it gives us even more services more voice services and more services that we can deploy to the customers just a question on that what has Mm. fiber enabled well uh, for one uh, traditionally all the customers would have had the limitations of adsl and the slow uploads that come with it being an asynchronous product means that downloads of way faster than uploads about 10 times faster to download so that your uploads um, have always been predominantly then slow on ADSL a megabit or slower and that obviously affects voice very badly it affects backups very badly um, any type of sending of files gets limited so Fiber obviously opens that up it's called a synchronous service both directions are equally fast so whether you upload or download you have the same speed so if at 10 meg you'll get 10 up and down 100 meg, and as as obviously providers have been giving more and more capacity, it's given us the ability to just supply better and better uh, services that previously would have been impossible. You know, you make a very good point. When uh, we were on non-fiber until 2016, so it was a good the first five five years or so of the business, and whenever we had to upload stuff to our to our um, remote server, it would take about 10 minutes per podcast to, to upload one podcast. Now it takes me five seconds. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Absolutely. It's, yeah. It's, it's it really is the, the, difference, the, the difference in the quality of, of, of work and lifestyle in regards to how much time I, I personally spend on these type of things. It's changed dramatically just the last two years. Um, that brings us onto what you actually offer to market. So you guys promote VoIP. And uh, why should other companies be looking at VoIP? Well, I mean, um, one of the predominant challenges that customers have is, is that they've got a, a roaming workforce. The new new age uh, employees want to be able to work from anywhere. Um, and obviously, a on-premise telephone system, PABX as it's called, limits them. They have to be in the office um, or you have to have really fancy setups to get access to the office. Um, you have to have really high-speed connections out of the office if you have that PABX and telephone system in the office so that your remote workers can connect to it. That's all really, really expensive. So um, the top services that we offer to customers are hosted PABXs. You don't have the hardware that can break in the office. You don't have the maintenance that has to be performed on it. Um, it doesn't need to be upgraded and replaced every five, six, seven years 
um, power outages in the office won't affect you. So doing a hosted system, telephone system, means pretty much like everyone says these days, you put it on the cloud. So the cloud enables you then somewhere on the internet, the telephone system sits there, you're renting it uh, from us as a provider, and you're busy making your phone calls, and at the same time enabling that remote workforce. They're able to sit at home, be in Europe, operate on the telephone system as if they're physically sitting in the office so wherever they are they never had a detriment and then they have the exact same experience as if they were sitting in the office and i think that is really where the power comes in um, ourselves we for instance find that because we have such a mobile workforce that is out of the office 50 to 60 percent is outside the office busy roaming so when a customer phones in and asks to speak to a specific person we can't say they're not in the office right now. Can we leave a message and get back to you? We say, no problem whatsoever. We'll quickly see whether they're available. We phone them on the hosted system, speak to them on the other side, and literally just connect the two calls together. So from a customer support and experience perspective, they literally think the person was sitting in the office because they have no different experience whether the person is in the office or roaming out in the field. So I think it's for us, it's is a good example of how good uh, a hosted system can improve your support and your service to customers. You know, what you say makes a lot of sense. I often, um, I will either do my recordings with people via Skype or it will be via a phone that I uh, set up into the computer. And the amount of times that I've had to postpone recordings just because the person's quote-unquote not in the office um, because they've run late somewhere because that's what modern day life is like these days. Um, it seems, it seems as if it provides a number of solutions to the challenges that exist today. When you, like you were saying, there's the issue of communication where people aren't in one location. It can be rerouted to their, I assume it's mobile phones these days, but whatever device people are using. Um, exactly. How have you found the uptake of the technology? Is it the case of people just don't know that it's a real, uh, option or is it the case of they're just wary of the technology because it's not a phone? I think it's kind of twofold. On the one hand, you've got a lot of providers that are still selling what I would like to call legacy PABX systems that they put in the office there. They use the scare factor because um, firstly, if they put hardware in the office, it's a once-off sell. Um, they get their money up front immediately. They make a whole bunch in one go. It's easier for salespeople to sell things that go on-premise um, versus selling something that is a hosted system. Unfortunately, you get your money every month. It's spread out over a year or two years or you have a year agreement. So you'll end up finding that's kind of twofold. The, the providers won't necessarily offer a hosted system. Um, and in some cases, they'll use the scare factor. They'll say, uh, well, do you realize that if you've got one singular line the fiber line, let's say, or microwave line that connects you to this hosted system. If that goes down, all your phones are off. No one's receiving a phone call in the office, which obviously when you have a, a physical phone system in the office, you've got multiple lines coming in. So there's all this redundancy. Yes, it's a fair argument, um, but it's not the only argument for going hosted. So in a hosted environment, what you could do is you could say, yes, we have this fiber line, but we have all this ability to create another secondary failover for it. So if the fiber fails, it just automatically switches to LTE or, a, or another solution, low-cost solution, and right back to fiber again when it reestablishes. So there's you, you're way better off having a fiber with a wireless-based failover than if you still went legacy on your in your office phone system with all the multiple lines. And a lot of the time what you'll end up finding um, – 
with customers is literally just that trust factor. They've they've always known telecom, and it kind of doesn't go down that often. So I guess that's also the rather <laughs> the devil you know than the devil you don't. Yes, yes, yes. Um, everyone knows the site. What's it called? Halcom. Um That's it. Yeah, exactly. Do you think that this trend will change in the next few years? You know, you guys are just one, I assume, of many people that are pushing for uh, VoIP. Um, are we going to be looking at this back back at a podcast like this in four or five years' time and be like, okay, they helped move the process along? Or are we going to be in a similar position where we are today? I think that it'll definitely move along. I think as the fiber connectivity spreads and there's more coverage and better bandwidth and um, more reliable connectivity, it'll definitely spread. Um, one of the challenges for voice over IP has always been that uh, you had a lot of providers that were selling it over ADSL. So you have a lot of customers with bad experiences. You can't put telephone critical voice telephony services over ADSL. It's a best effort service. If it goes down, if it's good or it's bad, there's nothing that can be done about it. So it gives voice for IP services a really, really bad name. The only true way that you do go about doing it the right way is a fiber line that has some internet on it. You have a secondary pipe that runs right next to it over the same piece of fiber. It's solely dedicated to telephony, telephone, inbound, outbound, phone call component to it. And then you kind of have the best of both worlds. You have great high-speed internet. You have your phone calls and your voice services that run over. And then you can even put some other stuff on there next to it. So um, there's a lot of ability. For instance, you can add video conferencing on there as well. So you can start using, instead of the olden days where you have separated services, you have your video conferencing system connected to your telephone lines. There's a lot of things that you can do with it, but um, the fact that we're getting rid of all the ADSL selling and low-cost, dangerous solutions from older legacy voice providers will mean that in time, the kind of trust factor will be there. It'll be the same as what Telcom has always been, solid copy in the ground. You pick up the handset and it works. People are used to that. And um, as the fiber networks have that same stability and become um, wider spread, then you'll end up finding a lot more customers moving. Now, I know you guys are targeting it at everyone, but which industries and um, organizations do you think are best placed to take advantage of VoIP? I think there's always the, the call centers have always been ideal candidates. They, they, they would have done it a long time ago. And I think it's this companies that have kind of been sweating their uh, PABX now for the last 10 years. They don't really want to, they haven't really had any reason to move. As those PABXs start coming up for refresh cycles now, they will be ideal candidates for literally replacing the PABXs and moving all of those into hosted. At the same time, doing the internet lines, voice lines, maybe looking at video conferencing, uh, better total bundled solutions for the customers. So there's, I think that's that's definitely something that's going to to allow them. It will probably be customers from about 20 users, 20 telephone users upwards. We see that there's a sliding scale where below that, they'll still be okay with one, two, three analog lines, normal telecom home phone lines. So they'll still be okay with that. But as soon as they get above that number, then they start using more and more phone lines. And I think you end up finding also that when you do the cost comparison, you look at two, three, four eyes, the end lines from Telcom. You'll sit with 700 Rand for each of those. You quite quickly get to 2,000 plus, sometimes 3,000 Rand without making a phone call. And then you look at some of these hosted voice systems and you get the line 
plus all your um, telephone numbers that you can use internally, plus the right around amount of concurrent phone calls. You said with 1,500, 1,800 rand. So all of a sudden you'll see 3,000 rand. I haven't made a phone call, 1,500 rand, and I've, I've got 1,500 rand spare already for um, making phone calls. So um, you'll end up seeing they'll let you do that justification quite rapidly and go, well, actually, it's so quick and easy for us to move over and we'll save money immediately. And I think that's where that fiber price point as it comes down 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 all the time every six months we see fiber providers dropping their pricing so every single time we know it's a more, it's another opportunity to go back to customers where we can now offer voice solutions over robust fiber solutions that have just reduced their prices over and over so um, yeah i think that that uh, 20 size and up it's a must for any of them ourselves we're 23 staff so um as it was a no-brainer from 12 already because we, we're very dependent on the technology. We need our systems to run all the time. Anyone that can't live with their PABX going off um, or their office going out without power, I think um, ESCOM, now a couple of years back, five or so years back when we had all the load shedding, that was one of our biggest fears was what if the power goes out? So any business doesn't really matter which size at that point. If they worried about the infrastructure going off and all the costs, all the, the the customer service and money that they're going to be losing in the process, they prime candidates for it. So um, you know, there's, there's really no size that's too small to go for it, but I think you'll end up finding 20 and above. It's an absolute mess. They should have started looking at it a while ago, actually. Just some nuts and bolts on the overall system. How much associated infrastructure is there with, with it at the moment? I mean, I, 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 I'm a, a corporate owner or a company owner, and I call and I contact you guys, and I want a VoIP solution. You come and you, and you realize, okay, he's, he's got 50 staff. X system will work for him. What else comes with that system? Is it literally just an installation onto a PC, or is there more wires? It depends from customer to customer. In some cases, they have been very used with using what's called a software client on the computers. So in terms of that, um, if they're already used to it and for them it works and they're quite comfortable with using that, then yes, it is just a software component that gets installed on the machines. Uh, For customers that that like their handsets, their physical handsets and, and using those to dial with, um, it does a lot of the time require um, losing and, and literally throwing away or donating some of their legacy telephone equipment like they had the physical phone handsets that they'd use. You need uh, voice over IP handsets. There's a whole range of differently priced models. Snom is a German company. Yealink uh, makes very good phones. So there's a whole range of different manufacturers with different price points. So you'll have to replace phones. A lot of the time that can get financed easily into the, tele- the telephony contract. So you might pay 50 rand extension you'll pay per month uh, per phone per person that's going to be using it you'll pay 75 rand and it includes the phone so those are the types of ways that you can refresh then uh, the equipment that you need and get the new equipment required for voice of ip systems and then the only other side of it is um, telephones that go on on desk require power so you either have to have a normal normal two-prong adapter and it feeds power into the phone that's one way of doing it Um, or you get what's called a power ethernet um, power that gets supplied through the network so the power literally gets pushed across the network through the network cable into the phone and it powers it that way 
when you start looking that route, yes, then you start looking at some some networking, right? Of course, you need a special type of network switch, as it's called, that pushes power over the cable, powers the phone, and immediately after that, you connect your desktop or your laptop to that phone. The phone, the desktop isn't bothered by the fact that there's power coming to the phone. It, it thinks it's just a normal network that it's always been connecting to. Um, in terms of cost, it varies for, from customer to customer and, and what type of equipment will be recommended. But you can easily look at, from a networking perspective, 30,000, 40,000 rand of network investment, which yet again can get worked back into the agreement so it gets uh, rather amortized over the year. So it's a much smaller uh, fee to absorb on a monthly basis and trying to absorb a huge monthly cost or once of cost of all this infrastructure as to go. And the danger is that if you don't invest in your infrastructure properly, then obviously you're going to have shortcomings and issues with your voice of IP solution, um, drop calls, crackling on the call, um, just like overall voice transferring and weird issues that you'll get. And that's where customers don't want to reinvest the savings back into the network. So you have to take what I'm going to save on the telecom side, I reinvest in my infrastructure so that I can have a healthy voice of IP system that can deliver on all the, the beautiful roaming and telephony services that voice of IP systems can provide. But uh, yeah, there is a, a bit of um, environmental setup. Um, there's also something called VLANing. VLANs is literally just a way to say, here is my computers. They are separate from my tel- telephone system, and I want those those two data sets to never touch each other. If they touch each other, they're going to disrupt the voice, and I want my voice traffic to have the highest priority, and that's literally what ends up happening on the network. It needs to have that ability to split it, so it's a bit of configuration. Um, but yet again, we've seen uh, providers that go in and it might work for a while, that you do absolutely none of that VLAN configuration, that separation of data and voice. And at some point, you hit the wall and then you sit with problems. So it's better to do it from the start, invest the, the money, invest the, the, the configuration time in that so that you have a stable environment from the start. And then you never have to go back with issues where you now suddenly have customers complaining because your phone system just can't support them. They can't hear you. It cracks up. It drops the calls. Um, it's really the same problems that you'd have, have if you had a poor on-site PMX system. If the cabling was poor or there's some other type of problem, you're going to have the exact same problem. So it's good to invest properly and, and spend the time uh, doing it correctly the first time. Lastly, can we have some contact details for you guys at Evolve Network? Sure, certainly. Um, we've got a national number 08611-38658. So that's 08611-EVOLVE. Um, we can also get contacted in terms of sales requests, sales at evolvenetworks.com. That's E-V-O-L-V networks.com. So it's evolve without an E at the end, networks.com. And uh, yeah, we're always more than willing to help customers uh, do assessments on feasibility for fiber in the area. Then the, the periphery services such as a voice of IP or video conferencing and those type of assessments we can do rather rapidly for them. So that takes a couple of minutes to know what, what is available and then to kind of assess their needs and uh, build a system that's custom to what they require. Hey, Hart. Thank you so much for your time today. A huge pleasure. Thanks for having me.